0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: It's Flames Nation Radio, episode 27. I'm Ryan Pike. He's Shane Stevenson. Shane almost has a new place to live. So hooray, Shane. We're we're glad to see you alive and well and hopefully dwelling in a new domicile very soon.
2: And maybe I'll replace my wardrobe with some more things. I, I actually, I might get to go into the place to try and salvage some jerseys tomorrow. So I might be able to save it's, my Anderson I'll just say Blastie. This. It's
1: amazing what, what a good dry cleaner can do. We do not have a dry exactly. cleaner sponsor yet. Hint, hint. Uh, but we are, as always, brought to you by DoorDash and by the, the wonderful people at Eau Claire Distillery who make Rupert's Whiskey, the official whiskey of the Calgary Flames. So if you want to advertise with us uh and you're a dry cleaner. Uh, uh yeah, Chino I've got some I've got some,
2: bu- I've got some business for you. If you can save the six flames jerseys I have and my one Centennial Classic Matthews, that's the one that's rare that I really like. Uh by all means, and, and the, I've let's got, be honest, I got business Classic, for
1: you. The Centennial Classic jerseys very like it, it was a good design. I mean, we can we'll 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 have some leaf talk because we're desperate for, for listeners. We're gonna have some leaf talk in this episode, but I mean the, the Leafs, I I kind of like how the Leafs do their their throwback jerseys. I mean, it's kind of like I mean, we're the it's in this market. What the Flames options are a C of various colors, blasty of various colors, and a flaming egg, and that's it. Like we don't even have a lot of unique options. Uh, they had the, yeah. the, the remember the old the, the Western jersey had the, the the weird script logo that we don't like. But I had they also t- had the cool like the the shoulder crest on that one was really sharp and. I'd like that to bring the TJ,
2: that up. So the, the, I was at SAIT uh, taking my parts technician course, and the Fanatic is in the mall right next to it. North and Mall. I, I went there uh, just because I was bored and wanted to wander around one day, and it was after the season had ended, and they weren't going to make these jerseys anymore. It was like a month, six weeks after the season, and I got an authentic TJ Brody script jersey for
1: $40. Correct me if I'm wrong. That was the year they, they went there Uh, a lot of people in the front office didn't like the jerseys to begin with and then all due respect to the people in in the marketing department that we we know a lot of those folks very well they're really nice people uh but i think that the design didn't go over very well and then the flames went on a losing streak every time they wore those jerseys and i believe the story i was told was that brian burke simply said we're not wearing those things anymore because they had lost i think like something like eight games. They, they, I, I can't remember. Yeah, they couldn't them. win in them. They, won a, they lost a bunch in a row. And apparently uh, on a game, the morning before a game, they were scheduled to wear them again. Berkey just went in and called someone and said, we're not wearing these things anymore. And they wore the regular jerseys and they won. And then they just got rid of like, That, that just, I, I, there's a, it was a cool idea. I like, I think if you want to do like, if you want to go in and make it like a, you know, a funky Western shirt, and to sort of do like if you want to do sort of a, a sort of a, an old fashioned and old timey sort of like, I don't know what kind of color scheme you need to do, but like, I just think the problem was the the, the script logo like you either do a C or you do the script. You can't do both. And I think there's just, there was too many ideas that didn't really gel well but I think if they if they broke out some of the ideas they would have turned out really nicely but that, that is that is my long preamble to say I I kind of like how the the Leafs they they have the Toronto arenas logo they have the St. Patrick's There's, logo they wear every time on St. Patrick's Day I mean, that's just fun I mean I, I their I,
2: flip side ones uh, been the best seller for
1: three weeks like and and, and yeah the the reversible the, the Bieber design one which is just like it's fun I you know yeah. I'm you know hot, sports are meant to be fun guys and I just think if you're gonna if you're gonna do some fun stuff i mean i i like what they do with the reverse retros. the reverse retro is reportedly coming back next season which will be really fun not the same jerseys new reverse retros and i think yeah. that's gonna be a lot of fun uh pay attention to uh, mike gould's timeline on twitter uh, and on, on he, uh, he's, he loves it he's, he's a jersey conk he he does a lot of stuff for aesthetics mm-hmm. too uh in addition to the ninety thousand places he also writes uh, but yeah, yeah M- Mike at his heart is a jersey wiener. He just loves yeah. his jerseys. He spends. I don't. I want to think about the kind of disposable income he's spending on jerseys. We basically pay him in jerseys at this point. But yeah. I Get think some we're, sweet gonna, Mike. we're gonna we're gonna find we're gonna see and hear some really fun things coming out, not only from the Flames but from everybody else. Uh, I, I don't know. I jer- jerseys are meant to be fun. Hockey is supposed to be fun, and I like it when they do creative, fun things. Uh, and speaking of uh you know a uh, cheap plug for for shane you did a really nice piece on the site comparing the uh some of the heart trophy front runners on the forward side uh, and we figured we might as well have a, have a chat about the heart trophy contenders uh shane looked exclusively at forwards because it made sense i think to do an apples to apples comparison so you didn't have people jumping in the comments being how could how come you can compare roman yossi to uh to Jonathan Huberdo and um, you know, Matthew you know, uh, Austin Matthews? And the answer is well, I mean, the roles they are different. Different jobs. Yeah. Different jobs
2: completely. Uh, that I wrote that in there too. I was just like Yossi's, where he's supposed to be and how he's supposed to play is not the same as even, even comparing Matthews to Huberto and Gaudreau is different. Their jobs are different. So it, it forwards, at least, like the attacking-wise, they can flip-flop sometimes, move positions. But yeah. uh, D, especially goaltender, like and, I, there's no way I could compare what Shesterkin has and done we'll, properly
1: let's, to a forward. So. Let's, dif- let's differentiate because – so just so folks know, there are various awards that the, uh, the NHL gives out, most of which, not all, but most are voted by, on by the Professional Hockey Association – uh so generally speaking here's the way it works so there there is there's the uh the season ending the all-star teams there's the first and second all-star team which are voted on by the phwa so the first all-star team is the goalie two defensemen and three forwards the forwards are the the goalie is voted uh i believe uh it's the the there's a bunch of goalies voted on and i believe it's the first the the first ranked person is the first all-star team goalie the second ranked is the second All-Star team goalie. For defensemen, they're all voted together in one blob and it's the top four, top two and then the next two are first two are the, are the first All-Star team, the second two are the second All-Star team. Seems pretty logical. Centers, again, all voted together. They're, you vote for a bunch of centers and then the top two vote getters are first and second All-Stars respectively. Wingers, not like the defensemen, we bundle them all together. Wingers, we bundle them separately. So left-wingers and right-wingers were voted on separately. And this is the kind of thing that the, the PHWA actually puts out a, what they call, I think that's the term they use is the clarifying, the clarifiers where they simply send out a thing saying, Hey guys, remember Matthew Kachuk plays on this wing. Uh, He's a right wing. He's He's a right wing. wing He's primarily a right wing this year. So we haven't gotten sent the clarifying list yet. Uh, I assume it's going to come out with a balance, but yeah, it's, it's the kind of thing where, you know, you're not supposed to, the idea is for example, let's just say, um, Alex Ovechkin. Alex Ovechkin should be voted on for one position because if you yeah. split up his votes between a couple positions, that's very weird and dumb. And the, the association would like people to not do that. And so they tell people don't do that and send out a list of position clarifiers. So, yeah. that's, so, so th- those, th- yeah. those are the positional things. So PHWA does, does not vote on the Vesna. That's the General Andrews, but we vote on the positional All-Stars. We also vote on uh, the the heart, the heart, which is for the be- the most valuable of to their team of all positions. We also vote on the Selkie, which is defensive forward, the Norris, which is overall Top. defenseman abil- ability, as in all around excellence at the defenseman position, which can mean a lot of different things. Typically, it means you score a lot of points as a defenseman. <laughs> yeah. That's not exclusively what it means, but it's generally that's the, been the common interpretation. Uh, but there's a lot of different things. So if you're if you know when you're going through the the list of, of folks and, and Shane and I are gonna go through, you know, sort of for lack of a better term, from borderline contenders to strong contenders. We're gonna go through the 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 guys that we're both sort of banding around as potential heart candidates. You know, if you're a defenseman, you're if you're a defenseman, you can be voted on for the heart and the and the, Vez, and the Norris. If you typically speaking, if you win the Norris, you're probably gonna get some votes for the heart from someone typically not a lot Uh, the uh, the top goaltender the the Vesna winner as voted by the GMs typically gets some votes for for heart not a lot it's usually usually the heart has trended towards being a forward centric award mostly because you know the primacy of of goal scoring and point scoring sort of leads it to be that Uh, it's not to say that we've had we've had you know uh, heart winners from the blue line in the past We've had, you know, Jose Theodore. I think might be the most recent goaltender who won. That was very controversial because that was that 0102 season when Jerome McGinley off a few ballots.
2: Not in this market, bike
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I
2: mean, yeah, Theodore was last. theater was the last, yeah. go, the last goalie in o so, I think it was o one o two. It was that bigger, was the year, that was that was year he got out. fifty.
1: That, that was the year he out. got
2: his first fifty. Yeah,
1: and I believe he won the Art Ross that year.
2: He did. He won, and he won the Ted Lindsay. I think it was called the. Ted Lindsay back then it or was, Lester B. Pearson Lester it Pearson it was the Lester B. Pearson
1: now yeah the so just, so he just, won the players voted as, again
2: like the best player
1: to differentiate so the the NHLPA votes on one award it's the Ted Lindsay award named after founder of the NHLPA uh the un, the first union had they had Ted Lindsay who was excellent hockey player and then became a a, a really important figure in players' rights and, and uh, setting up the, the NHLPA initially. So the NHLPA votes for simply the most valuable player. It is simply who is the best player in the NHL. They all vote for it, and they get a trophy. So in 102, for example, Jerome McGinley was voted. It was called the Last Be Pearson back then, but it was he got the award for best NHL player as voted by the other players. Uh, so that is exclusively, they say, it's just the best player. It's most outstanding player. The, end, the, But the the heart is heart, most valuable yeah. to your team, and that puts – it's a lot of context. So we're going to go through uh, in some detail that some of the guys we that we're kicking around as candidates. Shane is not a PHWA member, so he doesn't get a vote. I am a PHWA member. I don't know if I get a vote yet. We'll find out but when, when Dallas comes out.
2: If he does, I will pander to him. <laughs> I will pander. I will shamelessly pander. He will do it. We all know, and I, I I trust Pike enough, Pike will always do it very professionally in the way it's supposed to be done. I'm ideas. still going to pander.
1: Very very little ideas. <laughs> so uh, let's start off. We're, we're going to go really quickly through three guys who we like, but are probably on the outside looking in for, for the voting. Uh, they are Toronto's Mitch Marner and Calgary's Matthew Kachuk and Florida's Jonathan Nuberdeau. Uh Marner is basically the Kachuk to... Uh, austin matthews yeah. goudreau or you can flip that vice versa but you know marner is you know the the guy who feeds in the rock and matthews is the guy who buries it in the the parlance of of basketball for example yeah it, Marner's a, an excellent setup guy he's just i think the challenge for him is his numbers just aren't quite as gaudy as some of the other guys on the list and i think I would say more than anyone else, you can make a case for, for Leon Dreisaitl and Austin Matthews or Leon Dreisaitl and this kind of thing too. I think the fact that, you know, when you're on a team and you're the second best guy behind a guy who is simply incredible, like Marner is like, I mean, you know, let's, let's, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll throw out some superlatives later, but you know, spoiler Austin Matthews is really good at hockey and he's really great at scoring goals. And (laughs) So if you're if you're if you're the next best guy and you're not quite as good at him at scoring goals, you're simply going to look second best, even though you're very very good. So uh, Marner probably gets punished more than he should for that. Uh, Marner
2: gets a bit of a bonus because he kills penalties and he does kill them well. So that that's something not that a lot a lot of these stars do. Uh, Marner does kill penalties and he does kill them really well. I I, I haven't watched. Uh, I've missed. Like the last three weeks, Keith might have shuffled them off, but because they did go out and get some really nice defensive players in like Camp uh, and stuff like that. Um, they still. Marner is de- defensively Marner is quite well. I, I like your comparison to the the, the Gaudreau line, but I think Kachuk is and it's weirdly to say is more like Bunting because he's the corner guy. He goes in and retrieves it. Kachuk's like the Marner, or sorry, Gaudreau's like the Marner, and Lindholm's like the Matthews because Lindholm's got the shot. But a great line comparison, both elements of all players. But yeah, Matthew Kachuk's about both these two players we're talking about, Marner and Kachuk, are on pace to get over 100 points. Should get over 100 points based on how much goals are being scored in the NHL this season. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. fun. And We yeah, love it.
1: Again, like Kachuk doesn't kill penalties. Leon Drysaddle doesn't kill penalties. Jonathan Huberdeau sometimes kills penalties. sometimes doesn't. They've sort of tried to cycle him off a bit, I think, recently because they want to keep him fresh. Uh, I would yeah, I would say the the four guys, sort of the honorable mentions, the damn why do we only get five votes for this guys are probably Dry yeah, Drysaitel, and Huberdeau because like, the, they're
2: just the, the line mates kind of like that's what I call them the line mates because they're really good but they all have a teammate outperforming.
1: Yeah, so all will do you yeah. know let's like when we when we lump these guys in as honorable mentions, it's it's us saying it's not Man. an insult, it's it's saying of the how many let's let's do some math here let's just play some let's just do some basic math here so there are there are let's say you there are 20 okay 19 players let's not count backup goalies cuz we love you backup goalies but most of the time you don't factor into things too much so every team dresses 18 skaters and then they have one goalie who plays all, most of the time there are 32 players in the nhl the 32 teams in the nhl so that is just to shade over 600 players in the nhl in terms of regular guys who play all the time and if you factor in injuries, there's probably closer to like maybe, you know, 650 players in the NHL. 700 so, even.
2: 700, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, there'll be 700 guys who play significant minutes. There's probably, I'd say, you know, let's say around 600 who are simply NHL regulars if you wanted to find them that way. So all we're saying is, and we can hear, we can hear the teeth grinding up north, uh, up the road at home office, please don't cancel our paychecks. We love Leon Dreisaitl. We're just saying, Leon Dreisaitl in terms of his case for heart voting, is simply, you know, he, he'll be top 10, undoubtedly top but no, 10. I think the challenge is, though, like justifying putting him in the top half of your ballot is challenging.
2: And it's a five-vote five ballot, right? And you get five points for first, uh, four for second, three, and it, go, it goes down from I think there. So, yeah. But you can only put five people on your ballot, is the thing. So yeah. if, it, like, a, a lot of the voters the whole the whole definition of the word, which is another thing, is most valuable to your team. A lot of people probably have an issue with putting two players from the same team
1: well, on well, one let's, let's, let's ballot.
0: Because let's the <laughs> then the
1: cart, how valuable you are. Let's put the heart cart before the horse for a second here. I think a lot of, a lot of, if you're being honest, most, a lot of people who have ballots are probably going to do some combination of McD- uh, McDavid, Matthews, Goudreau, top three. Some combination. Maybe there'll be another yeah. player who sort of jostles one of those guys down. But if if three of your top four guys are from those teams, you know, for example, if you're if you're voting Matthews one, it's challenging to really justify putting Marner on your ballot. Maybe, maybe you can keep him at five, but that's gonna hurt Marner, even though Marner's very good. Same with you know, McDavid, you're saying McDavid's the most valuable players to his team. Can you say that his teammate, Leon Dreisaitl, who's amazing, is the fifth most valuable player to his team? It's challenging. It's sort of like, you know, back in, back yeah. in the day, the, 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 when, the, I, I, I made this comparison on, uh, on uh, Sports at 960, the fan with, uh, with Pat and Matt earlier in the week. I love the Sadeen twins. They're so friggin' good. They got punished so much for, their, for, for the being a pair because there's two of them. And that's Didn't the Kendrick problem. Win? have one, That was a year I think that Daniel sort of was part of the year or something. So you actually yeah. got a chance to sort of see them separate for a while. But I think that yeah. that's the challenge. Like barring an injury, it's really hard to say. Well, I know with like the year that the, uh, the Drysdale won, we saw a significant time for him away from McDavid, and he was awesome. Like he deserved that. That was award. the
2: first year. That was the first year he potted fifty too. Like like yeah. he potted fifty goals that year, and that's a huge thing. This is Matthews' first. Well, we'll get to him later. But for 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 the lower end guys, Huberto and his point production. I just want to touch on Alan Walsh is going to roast me for this, but he doesn't play on the first line either. He does. They, he doesn't play with Barkov. He gets he gets it split up. He plays with on the second line uh, with Reinhardt and another center. I can't remember, but Barkov plays with Verhagi and Duclair, and they both split how much matchups. And Barkov gets the harder matchups. So just 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 a bit missing for huberto he's got the point i mean he's got the counting totals and the counting totals he's so, totals he's do so matter. good
1: he's so good i had I think... him
2: as a lock for team canada if they went to the olympics like like that's not, not a slight like that's how much i like him he's just not
1: does, not does, the same tier does he guys. get does he His get vision. punished for florida having a deep enough team that you can do that in a way, yes. Yeah. We're not saying he. We're not saying this is a fair process. We're just saying, but it, yeah. like, again, again, Alan Walsh. We love you. Uh, anyone, anyone who wants to listen, uh, Alan Walsh, one of my favorite podcasts. to Listen to uh, when I'm doing work is uh, the Asian Provocateur uh, podcast with Alan Walsh and uh, and uh, Adam Wild on uh, on this uh, the Steve Dangle podcast network. Hi Steve. Thank you know, uh, but yeah. It's, <laughs> Hi, it's, it's, it's it's good like he's very good he gets punished for being on a deep team because he's deep there's a deep enough team they can yeah. move guys around again still same thing same kind of thing with dry saddle dry they sort of move him around in you know he's sort of sort of a, a secondary guy sort of but he's just he's such a frigging good secondary guy so we're sorry there's only so many spots at the, at the table better luck next time you're still very good players you're amazing uh first first one we really want to dive in on uh, Kirill, Kirill Kaprizov, very tough name to say very quickly. Kirill, Kirill the thrill, baby. Kaprizov's really great. I mean, if you had a chance yeah. to watch the Minnesota Wild, like just, and I mean, I, I know I can hear everyone's eyes rolling. The Minnesota Wild, they're really good. They're, fun. they're such a fun team to watch. And Kirill. Kaprizov is, he adds an element to that team they didn't have before. They were a pretty good team without him. And then they got him and he just adds an element to their team that they just needed mm-hmm. so badly.
2: For, for 15 years, Minnesota Wild, were they'd finished between 15th and 20th, and they played a boring brand of hockey. It wasn't about scoring goals. It was all defense, all the time. They'd win games 3-2, 2-1. Two, two, like, that was Minnesota Wild hockey, baby. Jacques, Jacques Lemaire great, special,
1: man.
2: Great performances from like Nick Backstrom, and they had Dwayne Rollison for years and everything. And Kirill Kaprizov shows up. And they start scoring, and they got Kevin Fiala. That was a huge addition. They have tremendous defense depth. Jonas Brodeen and Jared Spurgeon do not do not get talked about enough. Jared, Jared Spurgeon like,
1: might be quietly one of the more underrated defensemen in the league because he's just yeah he's he's just good. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he does everything he right. Some years he doesn't get the counting totals that other guys for, do, but for he's, a just, defenseman,
2: he's just good. He's 5'10". Like You know, if, if you looked in a draft back when he was drafted, not a lot of GMs would have just looked based on his size would have scuffed him aside. Minnesota got him. He's their captain. He's their leader. He is fantastic. But the reason that they are so deadly to play against is Kirill Kaprizov. He, he's he got 36 or 38 goals, I believe. He's in that range. There's no one really close he's got, to him. He's got 42 goals.
1: Forty-two goals, 42. ninety-one yeah. points. Plays on their top line with Matt Zuccarello, the Norwegian sensation, and Ryan Hartman. And his forty-two Matt $2. Zuccarello, $1. who came back, who came
2: back from a brain injury that he couldn't even, he had to relearn how to speak. So let's let's just the, the fact that Matt Zuccarello's in the top 25. Matt Zuccarello like, is just like
1: he's just a he's fun amazing. player. I I really yeah. enjoy Zuccarello. Uh, That's I think just he's, an amazing story. He might be the only Norwegian-born NHL. He's definitely the only Norwegian NHLer currently. I think he might be. might be on. might be one of the best other. ever. Oh, easily the best. Easily, ever? Their best. easily, yeah, easily yeah. Their best ever. But yeah, no. Uh, but yeah, the, the the Wild were a pretty good team, and then they got Caprizov. and now they like you know now they're wow. a great team. We talked. We talk. Uh, you they know, are. we we talk about uh, you know the the term that our friend Peter Labardius uses a lot, slotting. Kaprizov comes in, and all of a sudden, everyone slots properly in Minnesota, and he adds an element of offensive swagger that so few guys have in on that team, in that conference, in that league. He just he adds an element that so that they need, and he just he's one of those guys that just said, if he decides, I want to score a goal now, it's so tough to stop him scoring a goal.
2: The one thing I like, uh, this is from the games when they played Calgary, and it sticks out to me like crazy. Calgary went after him. The first game they played, that was this was the game when they were in a bit of a slump and Calgary was gonna play them back to back. First game they played, Calgary just went at him. They gave him they physically, they were in his face, they were punching him, like they were just beating. I think it.
1: that was that was the game where Blake Coleman basically kept jumping, you know, just crashing yeah. into him every chance he had.
2: He never let it get to him. And then in the third period, he scored that beautiful, beautiful snipe goal that like no, like like maybe only like 20 people in the league could have even tried to score and after all that after getting just beat down into nothing he didn't let it get to him he continually went out and tried to get quality scoring chances deek around everybody so that is a reason that is one of my main reasons why i am that and his counting totals and the success of the team based on what he's done absolutely should be considered for the hard yeah i mean is he gonna win no should he be on ballots? Absolutely.
1: He he feels like the type of guy who will show up on a bunch of ballots. He's he's, he's the perfect, I think, fifth place guy. Where you're like, I've got you know yeah. my four guys you really love. Oh man, oh Kaprizov, oh Kaprizov's awesome. I he I, might
2: I, get lost a bit in the Western shuffle, a bit, but yeah, I can see that. People know
1: people know about him. Yeah, I think that I think yeah, Kaprizov just. Just good. I mean, he's good. He's and he's still relatively young. He's going to get better. Next guy up, uh, our friend, our friends, uh, the Edmonton Oilers are playing in Nashville. Some of our friends at Oilers Nation, including uh, Apple of our eye, Tyler Rimchuk, are down in in Nashville. Uh, they're going to be in intense for that game on Thursday. And that's Roman Yossi, who's you know, let's be honest, uh, he's probably going to run away with, if not very close to run away with, uh, the Norris Trophy. He's got really good numbers. It's basically him and Kale car neck and neck for that trophy uh, yep. with a slew of guys chasing them. Uh, we have, we don't have a car in, in the the heart mix because that's just a good team in Colorado. I mean, when you have Nazim Kadri as your second line center, that's a deep team. Like it's just, they're good. And, and you yeah. don't
2: even think you don't, we're not even talking about what Devin Taze has done this year for two oh, seconds. Hey, again, we
1: talked about this in the past. Two Devin Tays is again we talked about Spurgeon is one of the most underrated guys in the league Devin Tays doesn't get the love he deserves you watch him play he's just so smooth he doesn't look like he's expending a lot of energy out there but he's always where he needs to be but Roman Yossi man Roman Yossi is basically I would say he's Nashville's Caprizov he's he get he has swagger he has poise he's good in all three zones he scores like a friggin' forward. You know, he just knows where to be and knows what to do, knows where to put the puck. And he's always been good. You know, he's been good for years. It's just this year, he seems to have found that extra gear that, you know, it seems like it seems Ooh. like when you're watching Nashville, when you're watching Nashville games, it seems like Yossi's just going, he's hell-bent on dragging that team kicking and screaming into a good playoff seed.
2: Uh, I, so now this is one of the rare things where Pike and I disagree a bit. Uh, normally we see eye-to-eye. I think Nashville's uh, I still think Yossi is Nashville's current Nashville's MVP, but UC Soros is having an amazing season as well. And it to me, like we talk about teammates doing really well and it diminishing, like we talk about that with Kachuk and all them. And I, I do think that Soros, to me, and this yeah, this is my this is how I view it. So it, it diminishes Yossi's overall impact. Like, how are you the most valuable person to your team? Well, Roman. You, Without Yossi, Soros, you're not even close there. But well, you can also make the argument. All, all I'll, say, the all valuable, t- so I'll say about
1: this. Soros, I agree with you. But without Yossi, Soros is the losing goaltender in a lot of close games. Yes. You put yes, Yoshi on well. that team, and they win those it's, close games because – It's a scale, you know, right? Yeah, like, y- Yossi gets them ahead, but Soros keeps them ahead.
2: So that's, that's just where my – like if I were hot about it specifically – I I would be harsh. Now I also you no know, mind it. That also comes into the fact that my Norris vote would be Kale McCarr first because I think I, I I understand everything that he does. But Kale McCarr is the guy that makes those players better. He is playing. He's just a fantastic defenseman. Everything I watch him do is he doesn't really ever seem to make a massive mistake. And his skill set is enough that he can just be everywhere all at once. It's amazing. Uh, his passing is always pinpoint. His positioning is uh, uh, how the hell does he get there? I really don't understand for a defenseman. Um, so so that's that's just kind of where I differ. I really do. I'm really high on Kale McCarr and what he does. And again, this is the same as the last thing. I'm not diminishing Yossi. I'm calling him the second best defenseman in the entire NHL. Of all the defensemen that play, I'm calling him number two. That's not an insult. That's Here, still, here's, that's still here's a my thing, compliment. though. Here's my thing, though.
1: So I think you can have. This is this would be an interesting semantic argument. Mm-hmm. I think you can have Kale McCarr as your first place for the Norris and still put Yossi on your heart ballot because of that's the, the definition most valuable to your team yeah. aspect of it. So I, yeah. I don't disagree with you. I, I've seen a lot of you know, I saw I've seen McCarr Live a bunch of times. I've seen I watch a lot of national games just because they're fun to watch. Like there's there's no loser there. Like this, whoever wins the Norris is gonna be a damn fine you know, damn fine defenseman, whoever finishes third, is going to be the third best defenseman. But I mean, it's, there's no losers in this race. There's, there's just a lot of guys and someone's going to win, but no one really loses.
2: Before we move on to the next, I just want to shout out a really good writer from Nashville, Brian Bastin. Uh, He made a very bad error in a tweet last week. And he said, Yossi should win the Calder trophy. And he got roasted for it. Uh, That provided me great entertainment, Brian, please keep Please keep having typos. That was hilarious.
1: <laughs> We're all human. We're all human. Yeah. Uh, someone, who seems, someone who seems better than human this year. For the New York Rangers, goaltender Igor Shesterkin. The Rangers are a team that probably should be better than they are based on the, the guys they have in their team. Adam Fox is having just a regular good year this year mm-hmm. rather than a Norris good year. Some of their young guys haven't really taken the steps that people have really hoped they would. I still think that, you know, uh, I think Drury and and their crew in New York put together a really good young core, but they have been held together and held in games that they probably had no reason to be in because of Iwer Shusterkin. If you look at a lot of the the goaltending boxcars, he has 34 wins, which is among the league leaders. He has a 934 save percentage, which is just outrageous. Uh, He has a 2.09 goals against average. He's He's, he makes the saves he needs to make. He makes some saves that few people can make. And he's just, he's in the zone this year. And I think he's easily the Rangers best player. And he's, you know, he's basically the reason or one of the main reasons why they are where they are. Chris, you know, Chris Kreider, obviously is having a really nice season as well. I think. uh, 50,
2: he got his 50th the uh, the last night.
1: Yeah, that's just a good, that's just a good investment. I would have,
2: I would have never, ever. That's something that I would have never predicted. Chris Kreider gets 50 goals. I would have never done that but coming into this year. Like I, I, I never doubted Kreider as like a 30 goal guy, but 50, i never, oh, never expected or, that. He was a
1: clockwork 30 goal guy. 50. Yeah. yeah he's was, he's 50 been in the zone insane.
2: this year. 50 is absolutely insane. And from judging from people from New York and they're, and like, I actually follow quite a few people on New York Rangers Twitter and they're like, like Chris Kreider is like automatic in front of the net. Like his, his, his nose for rebounds this year went crazy. Now, is that going to continue? No, <laughs> I don't really think he's a 50-goal guy long-term. By all means, hit this, roast me later if he does it again. That's fine. Um, but no, I just, that, I just since you brought that up, absolutely just want to say, he surprised the crap out of me this year. And they also have Panarin, which gets underrated. Panarin is consistently a player that is, if for anyone that plays fantasy hockey, Aaron is consistently a first-round pick. Uh, He doesn't usually make it in a 12-team league, doesn't usually make it past seven or eight because his counting totals the last few years have been insane. So when you have a player that can produce offense like that and your goaltender literally makes every single save, that is how the Rangers are in a playoff spot. Now, if you look at the team metrics from the Rangers, their shot differentials in everything are terrible. They might be the worst of the the, uh, quality of shots allowed, everything. And they're still in a chance to win their division, a division where the Carolina Hurricanes and the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Washington Capitals play. They might win the division because of Igor Shesterkin. That is why we're talking about him in the Hart Trophy conversation.
1: Yeah, because, because of Igor Shesterkin, the, the Rangers are in a lot of ways sitting pretty, and that's, that's a good place to be. That's why, you, that's why you go out and get a goaltender, because when you have one, you love it. When you don't have one, you go, shit, we got to get a goaltender. Oh, man, Jonas Hiller again?
2: Oh, sorry, I came out.
1: Hey, Jonas, Jonas <laughs> Hiller had just fantastic paths. He looked good. He, he felt is. good. Was he particularly good? Did he, uh, in, just, in Anaheim, yes. Yeah. He in Anaheim,
2: good. yes, he was. In Anaheim, he was great.
1: That's, yeah. that's so what I
2: could say positive.
1: That's good. So, the, yeah, the New York Rangers right now are sitting pretty because of you, Richard Serkin. Uh, you can be sitting pretty thanks to Manscaped. Uh, after lighting the lamp, hit the showers with their – all-in-one skin and hair care kit that covers you from head to toe, literally. Manscaped are trusted below the waist. Now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide to trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the promo code FLAMES. Once again, that's manscaped.com. Enter the promo code FLAMES for 20% off and free shipping. You I'm are gonna,
2: definitely going to take Pat's job. That's too... Like the last transition
1: had me like oh my god oh my god
2: that one was really good I you were just class now,
1: now as we're talking about smoothness let's talk about Connor McDavid um we in this market I'll, I'll I'll freely admit in this market we're so we've been so lucky uh, you, you know and again please don't please don't hate us planes fans or Oilers fans are saying this. We're so lucky in this market. I mean, we're you know we've just seen you know Johnny Gaudreau's creeping up on 600 career points. Johnny Gaudreau's been a treat to watch uh, since he joined the league in the, the late in the 2013-14 season. Connor McDavid's been really fun to watch pretty much sure forever. So is Leon Draisaitl. Uh, you know, growing up, I grew up in this market. I got to grow up on Wayne Gretzky versus as, as a Edmonton Oilers than as an LA King. And then when he went to St. Louis and the Rangers, he was a lot less good and less fun to watch and talk about. But you know when he was in Edmonton in LA, mwah, in in division, you got to see Gretzky regularly, and it, it's really fun that you get to see is Connor McDavid true? do Connor McDavid things. I mean, regardless of how you feel about the Edmonton Oilers and or the supporting cast they've surrounded uh, Mr. Drysidle and uh, and McDavid with, those guys are hell of players, and I I still think even in a year where he might not be the guy who wins the Hart Trophy, McDavid is easily one of the most fun players to watch in the league in terms of just his ability to do cool shit. And you know, let's be honest, like hockey is a game where guys, guys with knives on their shoes, dipsy doodle around and do wacky shit. And McDavid just makes it look easy most of the time. And if you're going to criticize McDavid, let's say okay, let's let's criticize McDavid just for the just for the sake. Uh, most people will have him probably on their heart ballot. He seems like a guy who be he could be, be anywhere from second to fifth, depending on how you feel about the different parts of this game. And
2: your market like the voter, each individual voter's if, yeah, market who you know, if, watched, if you like, see a lot
1: if like, you see a lot of you know really i think the top three are close interchangeable i personally have you know right now i, I reserve the right to change my mind the next three weeks i have austin matthews one goudreau two mcdavid three i could mix them up and it's really it's, it's very very close between those three guys I would just say McDavis just fun to watch. He 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 can play in any situation. He mostly doesn't play on the defensive side of special teams. He's mostly a power play and even guy, but he can yeah. do. He can he can kill penalties. They just don't. They they have Ryan Nugent Hopkins, so he doesn't have to kill penalties. That's not the Der- same.
2: And can't do it. And Flames and old Flames penalty kill specialist Derek Ryan. Yeah. I do miss Doc. I never, I, mean, I never I wanted
1: mean, Doc to go. If but if you know if if you happen to have three Fords like Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, and Drysidle, yeah, you probably try to carve up the 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 high leverage minutes a bit, right? So I, I think McDavid. Well, the worst might part look- is yeah.
2: no. I just gonna say the worst part is Woodcroft actually has them playing good defense. Like like we 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 saw them be bad. For so long and they really would just rely on their offense woodcrofts come in and they they sh- I, I hate to say it because i don't want it to be true that, that night is the
1: 9-2 game at even strength against Calgary, notwithstanding there's like
2: boy, i kicked them into shape that kicked them into shape yeah. that was the worst thing that could have happened for a flames fan that wants to see the oilers fail that booted their pardon my friend booted their ass into shape <laughs>
1: like, we're allowed to work blue here Uh, Yeah, McDavid, McDavid, I mean, you know, he plays primarily with uh, Jesse Pugliarvi, who's excellent, and Zach Hyman, who's excellent. Jesse Pugliarvi might be one of the more underrated guys in the league. He does not, he doesn't, the only thing he has is bad puck luck. He doesn't bury chances the way you might want him to. And he's still super young. He'll get there. I know he's sort of a lightning rod up north. But he's so, he's such a good kid. The Bison They don't want him.
2: He's so good. If they don't want him, we'll take him. Like if there's, they don't want, him there's out. there's 31
1: hey. teams that if Jesse Puljuhavi was available would be lining up yeah. to take him, starting with this one. So yeah. McDavid right now, 42 goals, 108 points. Uh, you know, I believe, correct me wrong, I believe he's currently leading the league in scoring. Mc,
2: yeah, I believe he is. it's he is.
1: him, him and uh, Leon Drysaitel, him and there was two are next neck, neck and neck. It's like 58 to
2: 61 percent power play versus even. uh Versus other production, yeah. but hey,
1: power play games.
2: If you power if play uh, counts, power play goals, power play goals still count towards the wins. So hey, get them, get them when you can get them.
1: Yeah, I mean that, yeah, again, again, that's that's
2: just you, that's you, just you, one you, of the we're we're talking about him being three. Like you mentioned, when you get your, to the uh, top preliminary three
1: ballot. when you're getting to the top three, you're splitting hairs. Let's be completely mm-hmm. honest, you're splitting hairs. So if you want to be like, why don't you have McDavid first? Even you know he he. I would say his lack of even strength production, relative lack of even strength production hurts him a little bit. The fact that there's a dry sidle hurts him a little bit, but he's yeah. still, I mean, you know, you can, you can try he's to rag on him. He's, you can rag on him all you want. He's going to be on most, if not all ballots. He's, he's I, excellent.
2: I personally think we're going to get to the last two guys that both of us agree should be on the, in the final, like when they announced the three finalists, I I'm I'm iffy. I do think can gets in as a finalist. I do. I just I really think that the 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 people out there out east uh, and the writers there they've they've seen their team stopped by him a hell of a lot more than we have out here. Like like you got to remember, the Devils writers have watched him probably thwart them five times, four or five times this year. Like they they understand yeah. his, his level. So. That, I do think, Shister, my personal final three is going to be Matthews, Shisterkin, and Gaudreau. Uh, that That's my personal, if I had a vote, those would be my top three uh, as well. Honestly, I really do. I really do. Like, McDavid I is think, four. Again, not an insult.
1: I th- and so. I think I think maybe to some people, the fact that the Oilers haven't had, like, you know, you can hear the tittering, like, oh, how will the committee be if the coach got fired? Yeah, okay. I'm like that's a good argument. (laughs) I'm not gonna discount that, and I'm not gonna discount the fact that the Oilers the Oilers were they're still not home and cool for the playoffs, they could still fall out. So the fact that they're that you know they're you know on the not not best team in the in the division might hurt a little bit. The fact they had to do a coaching change might hurt him a little bit. The fact that there's you know, he doesn't play in defensive situations, he doesn't you know, he's not really he's relying a bit more on the peep on the power play production than other guys are. Yeah. But I mean, he's still Connor McDavid and they still win games yeah. because he's Connor McDavid. So,
2: yeah. And we like I said, in in the article I wrote, I did highlight him as amongst forwards. I do think currently this season, I remember I'm just considering this season. I wasn't considering anything done prior to it i had mcdavid as a top three here's a question
1: though so, here's a question though if you're if you're if you're if you're putting another ballot does the fact that he's already won make it it shouldn't less... to
2: to me it shouldn't it, to, it each award this there should be no previous slate for each award that's just my personal opinion uh I, I some think, people are i think for, uh, we I hear think for some voters. last year last year with the norris there was some discussion dis- Online. I, I don't want to name names or anything, but I saw someone say that it wasn't Adam Fox's turn to win the Norris trophy, you know, That's, it, and I was I, like, wait, if, if it doesn't matter for, if you come in, anything, in your second year and you're the best, you should For win,
1: anything like. subjective, you're always going to have sort of those implicit biases, regardless of whether mm-hmm. you know them or not. I think to a certain extent, like, you know, Mark Giordano, when he won the Norris, he was all but unanimous. I think he got all but like three votes for first place votes and he was on every ballot. <laughs> Well, you, can, you, can, you can make insane, an right? argument you can make an argument that in the year that giordano won it was his turn but also he was the best defenseman and he was if he, he didn't was, get for him it was the fifth or 60 year in a row that he was getting votes and he was in he was in the conversation every year and then like 15, fourteen, fifteen, he was he played out of his mind and then he tore his bicep off the bone he did, that's what i was about
2: to say if he doesn't tear his bicep that season i he, he was he was at the three-quarter mark from nhl.com i believe and like i don't know i don't think the athletic existed back then but but like all of what i was reading mark giordano was front runner for the norris trophy at the three-quarter pull of the season four games he, later if he, s- he would have everything won. if he stayed he healthy would've he would have been, been if he stays healthy he could have been a two-time Norris trophy defenseman and we were lucky to watch that in calgary i'm I hope. I do hope from. You know, I hope he has a good. I, I hope hope do hope he nice goes time. long. I hope Toronto goes as far as they can and then lose to Calgary.
1: <laughs> what, That's what what a, a storyline that good. would be. What a storyline that, that would for be me. of Matthew Kachuk just fighting his old captain. What a great people would we were just we would just make so much hay. Him versus Gaudreau. Him versus you know that would just be fun. So I mean,
2: especially if they were all in the final, all the narratives about both teams not being able to do anything in the think playoffs of the completely gone us,
1: us and david alter at TLN, we'd be we'd be going nuts there yeah but mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. yeah so again mcdavid he's very good there's little reasons why we think he might not be number one i think i think if if you have a choice between two guys who are equally good if there was two guys that had equal points totals and equal everything and had the same amount of help same amount of whatever i think maybe you'd make a case. Um, Screw it, I'll vote for the guy who hasn't won before. But I think there, I think that, you know, there's, it's, I think he's the third best guy this year. He's a, thir- he has the third best importance relative to the, his team. He's still freaking good, though. I and love watching before, that guy play.
2: Before we move on to Canadian teams, you are blessed. Like we're literally talking about the top three finals here. They all play in a different game. Be-
1: before, before <laughs> we, before we get it, before we get, so yeah, just, if we just go coast to coast, Vancouver has, Brock Besser, who's not had a good year, but he's generally very good. Elias Pedersen, uh, P- Pedersen. Sometimes it, I'm it's just Petter. terrible. Yeah, it's P- he's, PD Pedersen. Yeah, he's so he's so good. He's so good. He is. Quinn Hughes is pretty good. That's you're not Demco even talking about good. There we go. I was gonna say you're not talking about their best
2: player yet until you get to Demko.
1: Yeah, they they again. Vancouver's having. I don't think they're making the playoffs this year. They're having a down year. They've got such Edmonton, a good core though. They've got such Edmonton a good young. Self ex-
2: core. Edmonton self-explanatory.
1: Like, <laughs> we know. Imagine again, imagine if you built a hockey team around those 3 to 5 amazing players they have. Imagine they had goaltending. I mean, you know, if if Connor again, feel free to bash me on Twitter in the comments. It's going to be we love it It'd be borderline criminal if Connor McDavid doesn't win some playoff hardware at some point because that, that would just be an indictment of the I management Ovechkin, putting the court putting the crew around him. It took
2: Ovechkin, Steve Yzerman. It t- it's taken some great players a while to win. So you gotta like,
1: learn what what's what's the what's uh, Gerald Sutter say? You gotta learn how to win, right? Got to learn learn how to win. There's yeah. a way to win. You gotta learn. Win- you gotta Winnipeg's learn. Winnipeg's got a, a decent core there. I think they're sort of. I don't really know what they're doing in Winnipeg. I don't really know what they're gonna do. Ottawa's perpetually rebuilding. Montreal could be really fun in a couple years. Because with the Montreal. young guys they got, they've, they're... And their Montreal, draft picks. Mont- Montreal might quietly be doing what people think Ottawa is doing.
2: Well, Ottawa, I, I have a, co- a couple compliments. There's, there's two really good players in Ottawa we haven't talked about, and they don't get enough love. Josh Norris, who they got for Eric Carlson, has like 35 goals this year in his second season in the league. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And Drake Batherson, good for Drake. as late as they got him, for as late as they got him, his impact is amazing, and he hits things almost as much as the other Kachuk brother, which is which also baffles me. And he can play center and right wing, right shot, which is very valuable. If Ottawa, um, Ottawa plays their cards right, they've got tons of defense. Like, they've got so many top-end defensive prospects. At least three of them have to pan out. You just think based on odds, at least three. They they, they kind of – they could have had uh, Matt Coronado in their last draft, but they took Tyler Boucher, which was a kind of a – yeah, they're all prospects. They could all we we all don't know exactly. How they're, the,
1: there's uh there's there's an old saying I love that I stu- that I heard from Jerry Maguire. It's definitely can't, it was definitely a setting before then. Uh, until they go pro, they're like popcorn in the pan, right? Like some yeah. some pop and some don't. Uh, Toronto as a transition. Toronto has just. They're just they've been they've had the benefit that they were dirt lousy for a while. And then they accumulated a bunch of guys and they drafted well and they they were still well drafting because well. The nice thing is for them. I mean, if you're if you're someone looking at the the Calgary Flames and and the, the guys, they have the they have slash want to sign long term and go, oh, no, how are they going to do that? Here's how it works for Toronto. And granted, they're Toronto. They can do this. Toronto drafted and developed some really good young players. And then when the really good young players turned out to be excellent, they signed them long-term and pay the shit out of them. So on one hand, yeah, they have like, you know, three or four guys making over 40 million combined. Does that make you nervous to pay four guys half your cap? It's less, it's not ideal, but it also means that you can go and say, Hey, Jason Spezza, do you want to play on my fourth line for league men and bonuses? Because you'll get to play with, So and so and such and such. And the answer is oh man, those kids, those kids are awesome. Uh, In my hometown where I grew up. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. you know, so Ontario has the benefit that they have a gazillion, like they have the population density where just by sheer math, you're going to get a lot of really good hockey players coming out of there. If you're any frigging good at developing hockey players mm-hmm. and there's a lot That's of how great,
2: the market is. There's the too, GTHL, there's the
1: OHL, the OJ, the CCHA. There's so many good leagues. there are developing so many good players and they all grew up Leafs fans and they all would love to play putting on that blue sweater and play with the great young players they have. And the best of the great young players for them right now is Austin Matthews. He's just, he's just fun to watch. He he scores hey. goals. He's got like he's weird. Here's, here's the thing that, that intrigues me about Austin Matthews. He seems like such an awkward human being, but his awkwardness is like a spectacular kind of charisma where he just he he just gets it. And he not only does he get it off the ice. He's, he scores goals. He scores key goals. He scores big, exciting goals. He's just, he's just good. But what
2: makes, and not, makes Austin Hughes so good in Toronto is he does not give one crap about what anyone in the media says about him. He doesn't care. And that power, having that in that market is unbelievable. And, and you know when when he's in a slump, he doesn't score four games. He does not care. If Mitch Marner goes on a slump, he tells Mitch, "Don't worry, it's just noise, right? Like, don't worry, you'll get back to. You're a good player, you'll get it He doesn't care. And then he goes out and he scores more goals than anyone in Toronto Maple Leafs history. History. This is counting the '80s where Gretzky was getting 200 points. So he scores 56. He might get 60. Which is insane make it 70 he's been on pace for he, 70 he, sometimes
1: one of these years he's gonna go off for 70 he could he he is
2: he is now we i had this debate around a table with beers on last weekend and uh with a few guys that watch regularly and uh the one guy oilers fan said oh I, he's never gonna do this again and uh habs fan a flames fan and a penguins fan i'll looked at him and said you're stupid <laughs> like, like he scores goals in a manner that nobody else in the league scores nobody shoots the puck like him. not ovechkin nobody the way he can change the angle of his shot change the power of a shot and change the direction of a shot is the best in the nhl right now he is playing the best in the nhl right now that's not a slight on anybody else he is just he is the best player, and this is this is this 58 is 58 goals. That's get
1: 58 goals. He he he's gonna get 60. Could he get 65? Mm-hmm. He could get 65. I don't think he gets to 70. I think he. No, could, I think he'll. I think he'll go off in enough of a heater that people go like the the last hockey Night in Canada of of the of the year. We're gonna have Elliot Friedman and, and Merrick and everyone going. Maybe he could. I don't think he will, but maybe but he, he could. could.
2: He also started the season coming back from major wrist surgery. Major wrist surgery. He missed the first four games, and he's been suspended too. So he's only going to get into seventy-six games, as well. You know, you take a guy who scored fifty-eight 51 goals. 50, if he scored
1: zero goals that's six goals, year, fifty-eight that's goals, six goals, fifty-eight goals in seventy-six games is still incredible. Especially most like a good chunk of those goals. Like you did a breakdown. You know, he he scores in the power play. He scores a ton, of even strength. You know, 36 he, goals, the, the, 36 the, edge, goals even the edge he has on, on, you know, Johnny Gaudreau, I think he has 22 22. 22, 22 even strength. You know, Johnny Gaudreau is like seventh in Indian strength goals or tied for fifth or something like that. He's whatever it is. He's significantly down from Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews does not have a bunch of assists. Gaudreau's benefit is Gaudreau has a crap ton of primary assists and even strength. He's like a dish master. And like, you know, yeah. with good with the, the benefit the the, the blessing for with Goudreau is when he, he puts the stick on he puts the puck on, on the stick of one of the other four guys in the ice and most of the time they make a good play. And Goudreaux set up any number of guys on on Matthews line, he plays with Bunting and Marner. Marner is the guy like Bunting is the two-way yeah. guy. Marner is the distributor, and Matthews is the puck barrier, and he's almost automatic. And that's and he's it's, the it's, one it's,
2: part is the one party is now Patrice Bergeron's going to win the Selkie, in my opinion. Again, this is, a, this is my Patrice Bergeron's going to win the Selkie. Um, Matthews will be second. That that's that's a the huge. He'll be up there. Hey, there be I, I know there's a lot of love for Lindholm in in the market, and there should be, there should be. Uh, but Matthews and and the market he plays in and out East and what he does. I I watch a lot of these games, and uh, he he's always in the right spot in front of the net, trying to. He's actually in position more often than his defensemen are. Like 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 yeah. he he's there, he can cover for them if they decide to go chasing around the zone.
1: And the thing he, is he like looks he, very annoyed he, if he has to do it. You don't only but notice does. him getting into position, he's like a friggin' ghost. You just sort of you just sort of glance away, and all of a sudden there's like oh McDavid's in like the corner of your eye getting into or Matthews is in the corner of your eye getting into position. Like somebody he, jumps and he's just there. Like knows just, how to get okay. lost.
2: He knows how to get lost on the ice. Like he knows how to be like, Oh, you're not looking at me. And I'm in. Now I'm beside the for, net, for, The for, rebound came. For, for such right a great to
1: me, for such a big dude who has the reputation of being that dangerous with the puck in dangerous areas, he it's kind of amazing he's able to get open as often as he is. Like that's that's yeah. a skill. And so, well, yeah. it, it, that's just
2: that he can this the, he can release the puck in less than a second, and it's right where he wants it to go with strength. And he can change the angle based on how the goaltender moves. Like it's just he's a very skilled player we're, we're talking he has been the best player my personal opinion, this year uh he's been the best goal scorer for sure but the best playmaker in the entire league this year has been Johnny yeah and, Without,
1: and I think and I would say that Matthew's defensive impacts is something that's really underrated and probably won't you know I don't think he'll get the 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 same love that Patrice Bergeron does okay you know, Patrice Bergeron's love is completely earned because he's friggin' amazing yeah but I mean, Matthews... yeah, Bergeron
2: Bergeron deserves the award this year too, based on metrics. If you just used analytics to determine the cell keyword for defense, Patrice Bergeron didn't just win; he runs away with it. So, <laughs> Matthews is second in those things, but Bergeron is like that much ahead of Matthews in metrics wise. Anyway, I use hockey. That's hockey this that last time.
1: And, and of course, the the other guy we're going to talk about, Johnny Gaudreau, just got to 101 points. Mom and dad were in the tenants. Uh, I don't know. We I, I think we've talked enough about, we've talked a lot about Johnny Gaudreau. I don't think we've, we never talked en- uh, enough about Johnny Gaudreau because he, he can never good. talk enough about Johnny Gaudreau.
2: I, been- my favorite parts of last night were uh, Flames TV, Parker, B Parks. He was interviewing Guy and Jane. Johnny walks by and he's like, yeah, tell him who's the boss, Johnny. Tell him who's the boss. And John's like, yeah, okay. Do your I, do your,
1: interview, if, Dad. If, we're, like, if, yeah. we're, if we're being honest here, Jane's probably the boss. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Johnny, Johnny Gaudreau is one of four kids. Uh, his mom is very online, but like, there's a few, there's a few, we flames, love Jane. if you're, if you're a flames fan and you're in, at all involved on, on hockey Twitter, and you've tweeted about Dustin Wolf or uh or Johnny Gaudreau. Odds are their moms have liked your tweets at some point. I mean, that's just that's just good, wholesome fun. It's it's you know, Johnny's sister, Johnny's sister gets sisters get into it, Johnny's uncle gets into it. Uh, you know, it's the it's hard. Not to,
2: all over the internet, it's yeah.
1: hard not to like that family, and especially this year, like Johnny Gaudreau is having the kind of year that you know most players in contract or non-contract years hope to have. Uh, the teams having the kind of year. I mean, if if, uh, if Johnny Goodrow was having a good year, the Flames were shit. I don't think it would be as fun for people, but I mean, it, you know, he's the best player on the best line in hockey. He's going to work with plus 60 this year for a plus minus. Which is,
2: like I, I, I diminish plus minus all the time because, you know, power planes and get scored on boom, you're minus. Like, like there's a lot of things about it, but when it's that big, like when it's that big of a difference, that's
1: like that's, that. It always speaks if, to the insanity. If you want to make the that's case, it's not to it. just
2: a good team. That's not just good. Oh, he's on a good team. Oh, he's on a good line. Oh, he, no, he's at the point where it's oh, that's insane.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you know, the 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 Matthews line is excellent too. Uh, you know, the 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 line there's that line in Boston is also very good. I just think this is the year that you know that Gaudreau Lindholm uh, and Kachuk have exploded. And yep. Goudreau is the catalyst. Goudreau is the 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 the. He basically drives. Let's go this way. Let's go this way. So the Calgary Flames in the Western Conference, I think, have the the best or the second best goal differential in the league. In best. the Pacific Division, they're number one. The Calgary Flames, as of this writing, uh, you know, the the Flames are the best goal differential in the Pacific Division by I think it's fifty six, something like that. It's they're up by nice there. a metric crap I'm ton. Over.
2: I'm almost there. Division, Calgary. I feel go conference. Calgary, Calgary's gold, plus 77. Yeah, uh, Panthers are plus 89, so not league-wide. Um, Calgary, and just, is tied, and Calgary is tied for second with Colorado at plus 77. So they, they are tied. Colorado has one last game played. So and Colorado, I think, wrong.
1: as we're recording, Colorado is playing, I believe, the LA Kings.
2: And it's 5-2 Colorado. So that wouldn't in, be in so second. Calgary.
1: So Calgary will be Calgary's goal differential will be third in the NHL as of the, when you're reading you this. Colorado probably yep. will have already finished that game. They'll so, yeah, so, plus
2: three already. And, yeah,
1: yeah. This is it's just you know the what 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 if we're gonna if we're gonna knock Johnny Gaudreau, it's are his defensive impacts as great as McDavid's or Mc uh, as Ma, Ma, uh, Austin Matthews's? No, they're decent but he's not, he's not the defense. That's not his role in that line. Is he as good a goal scorer as Austin Matthews? No, definitely not. Is he he a better playmaker? Is he the best distributor in the NHL this year? Yeah. Is he the best even strength playmaker in the NHL this year? Yeah. Is he the best uh, in a tie game? Who do you want, uh, you know, with the puck to to distribute in your zone to sort of get you the, the go ahead goal? Probably Johnny Gaudreau. He leads the he leads the NHL in uh, in primary points and I think points overall in when games are, are tied.
2: If you check the Hart article as well, at the tail end, I include uh, transitional data. So that's 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 to put that into what it means on the ice. It's getting the puck into the attacking zone and keeping possession of it. And Johnny, and so I just looked at the candidates based on points. Like I picked the candidates based on points and roll and 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 word of mouth as well. And of those candidates, nobody gets the puck in the zone with possession as often as Johnny Gaudreau. He dwarfs them. He dwarfs all of them. His ability to get them on the attack, and it's him. These are individually tracked by Corey Snatter. He watches all 1,400 games a year this guy he's
1: changed to a radiator count of zone entries
2: yeah he's amazing and and Johnny Gaudreau beats all of these players so you are talking about who you want late in the game to get in the zone and actually attack you want Johnny Gaudreau Johnny Gaudreau will get the puck in and actually give you a chance to attack that's why Calgary is consistently that's why that line and it's like late in games like like last game against uh, Seattle when they had to come back like it's good that is one thing that sets Johnny Gaudreau apart from the entire league that he does better than maybe everybody. But Matt Barzell's up there with him. Matt Barzell is a love loves to get into his own. Jack Hughes as well. But those are the those are the next those are the next gen guys right now, kind of. Hughes maybe. But Johnny Gaudreau making, Johnny make, Gaudreau does it better than the guys that we're talking about. Better making, than anyone we've talked think, about.
1: Think today. about this. Think about this. It's been ten, Johnny Gaudreau was drafted ten years ago. Almost yep. 11 years ago. It'll be 11 years in, in June for Johnny Gaudreau being an NHL player. That's kind of impressive. Like it's, you know, it's, it's been. You know, really I know it, it's spooky. Eh? I mean, it's, it makes me feel old and I don't like feeling old. I like feeling, I'm not going to say young. youthful and youthful and vigorous. I, I think the term we're contractually obligated to use is young and fresh. Yeah. Young and fresh.
2: That's young your, that's fresh. your
1: bio. That's your Twitter bio. That, that's the, that's the FN Twitter bio. <laughs> so oh that's uh, yeah it's
2: one of the two
1: (laughs) ah who's to say um so winding down chain i uh i'll say this folks if you uh, if you want to go to flames games you want to look at flames interviews gifts emojis what have you uh the flames keyboard you can use it on your phone download it it's free you can do all kinds of stuff with it uh if you're looking to go to a flames game we'll say this the postseason is expected to begin, I believe, May 2nd. They don't they're not gonna have the playoff schedule set until they have opponents and everything. But it looks yeah. like May 2nd or 3rd will be the first game. More likely than not, the Flames will be hosting. And so you'll probably have you'll be having for those of you who have, can't remember how the playoff scheduling goes, games one and two are at the higher seeded team, games two and three are in the other in the other city, and then they alternate from there, you know. So in this case, if there's a hypothetical situation where the Flames play a first round series, it won't be hypothetical, you know, for too long. The Flames are likely going to clinch the playoff spot uh, before the end of the week, maybe tomorrow on, you know, Thursday when you're listening to this. So yeah, the no, way all they p-
2: need is two points. Right. It'll be
1: games one, two, five, and seven, if necessary, at the higher seeded team, which for the first round, we'll probably Calgary, and then it'll go from there. So uh, that is to say, if you're thinking about going to a game, uh, the, your best, we'll give you some advice here. So the, the Flames have very few home games left for the regular season. They play uh, on Thursday, uh, which is uh, probably the time you're listening to this, against Vegas, 7 p.m. start, good tickets still available. Saturday night, they're playing at an 8 o'clock start against the visiting Arizona Coyotes. So you get to see Mike Gould in the crowd with his uh, Arizona jersey. Uh, I don't know why he owns so many Arizona jerseys, but they're gorgeous jerseys, so I'm not going to rag on him too yeah, much. About it. The yeah. Then the Flames go on the road. They have two more home games after that. They play Thursday, April 21st against the Dallas Stars, 7 p.m. start. And then Saturday night, the last Saturday night of the year, the last hockey night in Canada of the year, they will play, will probably be a fairly meaningless game against the Vancouver Canucks at 8 p.m. Uh, so that's it. That's There's four home games left in the regular season. And then starting in that first week in May, they're getting into the postseason. I'll say this, if you for whatever reason are thinking oh, I'm going to, you know, if you're thinking the the current Flames tickets are too expensive, they're going to get more expensive to the playoffs. So if you want to go to a game, these four might be your best bet because after the play once the playoffs start, ticket prices start going up and it's going to be harder to get them. Uh, So, yeah. and
2: uh, It's going to be, and then if you do get them, they're going to be, prices are going to be higher than like four times what you could have paid for it if you you're, you're, were the usually, first one to get the pick, usually
1: so. as a as a baseline you're looking at ticket prices going up by about 30 percent for each playoff round so it's a balancing act you gotta do so we're not here to tell you how to spend your money we're just telling you this is probably how pricing is going to go so use your use your best judgment do what you feel comfortable with financially and otherwise and hopefully have fun you know it's let's be honest, it's been kind of a, you know, the last two 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 years and change have been kind of rough for people in various ways. And so hopefully, you get to, hopefully you're getting some fun out of this hockey season. It's been a fun hockey season, as, as Shane mentioned. Toronto's being, you know, Toronto's having a good year. The Flames are having a good year. Edmonton looks like they're going to make the playoffs. You know, I don't think there's going to be very many playoff teams other than those three from Canada.
2: That's that's it for Canadian teams. Vancouver, I mean, ain't, ain't getting in. Winnipeg ain't getting in. No, get... so
1: try to try to Ottawa. have some fun. <laughs> you know, do people come Ottawa. with and try to have some fun over the next few months? Because you know, ideally, you know, weather gets nicer, case numbers go down. If you're concerned about case numbers. uh, Weather gets warmer. People can go outside and play and watch uh, watch hockey and play street hockey and do kind of fun stuff. So I think that'll basically yeah. be it for us. Uh, as, as usual, Flames Nation Radio is brought to you by DoorDash and by the fine folks at Eau Claire Distillery. Ripper's Whiskey, the official whiskey of the Calgary Flames. Uh, that'll do it for this week. For Shane, I'm Ryan. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you guys in a week where more likely than not, the Flames will have – a letter in front of their name in the standings. It'll be either an X or a Y, we'll see which one it is because it'll probably be at least one of those. Have a good week, guys. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.